Hello, hello. Yes. Next episode. Hello there. Hey, this is Nerd Spork, and we're bringing you the Hodgepodge cast. A bunch of not so random idiots talking about stuff. And I am your host once again, Alex. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Evil Ray here, unfortunately. Evil Ray here. Unfortunately, <laughs> here we go again. I'm going to keep that. And in front of me, we have Big Mike in the house. Big Mike, closer. Hey, you want Big Mike closer? <laughs> All right, time to go. <laughs> Wait a minute, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's not the type no, of show no. I want. Hey, teach their own, but that's not me. And I have uh, the number one Vic here. Ladies. Ladies. So, today's episode is going to be, well, about scary movies. One of my favorite topics. I love watching scary movies. Maybe now that I'm older, not when I was a kid. Scared the bejesus out of me when I was a kid. But that's one of the things I wanted to get into is what movies... Scared the living sh- out of you. What were those movies? Why did they scare you? Why did they scare you? So, um, yeah, let's let's start it off. Let's start it off. To my left here, Ray. Evil Ray. Okay, so the scariest movie of all time has to be The Exorcist. Yes. That is the movie that scares the hell out of me that I will not watch even now as a grown-up in my own house with the lights on. It's just too scary. Why? Because when I was a kid, my mom made me watch that movie, and the whole point was to teach me a lesson. It's based on a true story. The devil is real. (laughs) Evil is real, okay? It's based on a true story. The devil possessed a little girl. That is scary as hell. Well, technically... Technically, yes, it was a true story, but I don't think it was a little girl in the real, the, the real recordings of it. Doesn't matter if it was a little girl. Was, what I saw on that boy. movie was a little girl who got possessed by the devil and head spun around. <laughs> that the music, even the music to this day, when you play that music, it makes my hair stand up. Everything that movie came out what late seventies, right? I do Something not like that, remember. Yeah. Everything revolved around that movie. How did that go? Everything, everything that revolved around it was perfect. The music. I'm gonna download it. and I'm gonna play it on the drive home. <laughs> like the, the find out why they call me evil. <laughs> the cinematography where they have those those beautiful shots of what the stairs. That's where the the priest falls Dude, out of is the, the stairs visual, going up, the or you have the actual exorcist. He's standing there next to the light pole, and he's about to go into the Dude, you know to the little girl's the home. Back in my head. I don't <laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad I never saw it because yeah. it's based on a true story. This stuff actually happened. That's why. What did you do that happened. your mother put you in front of that movie? Dude, it was a little boy. It was bad. What are you talking about? But you, what, how old were you? Ah, I had to be what five, six, or seven when that happened. What? <laughs> it seems like extreme for a five, six-year-old. What, no matter what you did. No, that that happened to You're me too. Watch The Exorcist. I don't no, think I was forced. Based on a true story, this actually happened. That's why you have to pray and you have to go to church and be good. <laughs> I, for one, saw it when I was very little. I don't know what possessed me to watch a movie that small. I think it's because uh, when I was a kid, my parents would just 
my dad especially would just rent a movie and at that time he rented the exorcist and he sat there and i wanted to be with my i wanted to be with dad i wanted to sit down and watch what he was watching and as soon as that that godforsaken song came on man it was just nightmare city for Dude, me it's that song it, it's Actually, the song. you know what? Not just the song, but I think if they had played the National Geographic song, that would be just as scary. <laughs> because it'd be like, you know, National Geographic is like legit. just as scary. Oh, it was... Or the Puppet Show song, even. Yeah, it probably still would have been as scary. Dude, the little girl's head... Dude, that movie, if you've ever seen Scary Movie 2, where they make fun of it, where the priest is like, did you just see her head just... I'm getting them. And that was the priest? That would be me. That yeah, would be was... me. Like, no, 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 no. Her head just been around. I'm out. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that movie was awful. It was nightmares for any... And why is it that anybody who recalls watching that movie, they always saw that movie when they're, like, way underage to see something because that scary. Your parents use it as punishment. Me, it was like you have to say your prayers. You well, have to, go I, I to was church a good and kid. you have to be good because if you're not, <laughs> I, or at least that I wasn't. I wasn't you. bad to that level. <laughs> I wasn't bad to that level, but you know, in my family, they were kind of religious, and I guess that was just. You know, I was lucky. My mom just smacked me. <laughs> oh, I got beaten too. <laughs> yeah, same thing. My parents weren't really that religious, so they never used something like that as like punishment or a scare tactic to make you be good. No, no. I mean, my mom's Catholic. Yeah. She didn't use that. I wonder if that movie made was like a it was it a blockbuster hit back in the seventies because it was truly truly one of the scariest movies out there and I think what really sold it was the fact that it, they even you know uh, said that it was a based on a true story so you know people in the seventies watching this movie and seeing a little girl head turn completely three sixty around and they're like. Holy shit, this is a true story? Like Exactly. That's why it's scary. That it's was like scary. Now, you know, nowadays, yeah, but when isn't, Hollywood don't says all movies based, based on, on true stories story, take a certain amount of dramatic license? They probably oh, do. They do. We yeah. know that now, but back then, they're like, it's based on a true story. And you're like, oh my God, this actually happened? And the fact that, like I said, this was, even though it was based on a true story, the real life documentary of it, if you ever watched it, I don't know if you ever watched it, Ray. No. It's just as scary or even might be even a little bit more scarier than the actual film because at this point you're actually watching exactly what happened to that little boy and it was it didn't take place in the 70s I think the movie um was present day at the time but the documentary of that little boy was way earlier than the 70s. I think it was like the 50s or 60s that that happened to the boy. And they put him like in an insane asylum and then shit just got weird in the insane asylum when he was in there. It's really creepy. You got to watch that. No, I don't have to watch that. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was bad. I mean, there's some scary stuff. I think I'm brave for certain things. I, I can handle muggers and other crazy things like that. Supernatural? Yeah, I... That ain't flying with me. And then you have, um, I do recall from The Exorcist, you do have, uh, what do you call it, those urban legends about it. Like, there is within a 
uh, within two frames or within the, the two frames somewhere in the movie that there's a glimpse of the devil. The devil's face appears in it. And I don't know if you remember that they talked about those type of scenes nope. where they would say, well, they don't know how the the face of the devil appeared in between the shot. Okay, like nobody recorded that. Who the hell knows what the devil looks like? <laughs> how do they know that's the devil's face? I don't know, but I remember reading reading or seeing and something like that. The guy like that, that sees that and says, oh, that's the devil's face. How the hell do you know what the devil looks like? <laughs> if a you lot know of, what the devil looks like, I don't want to hang out with you. And then a lot of bad stuff would happen to the, like, the whole movie was just like a, a very dark cloud over the filming of that movie too, right? It's like people, I, I read like people were getting sick on set. I don't know. People getting well, fevers. Throw, you know, with that fake vomit. Yeah. Anytime anybody sees somebody hurl, they're going to make anyone sick. You know, equipment, there would be like a lot of equipment failures. They have to do a lot of reshoots, power failures, um, editing problems. I mean, it was just a, a mess trying to make that movie. Are you legit with that? Or are you just making No, no, no. Seriously, if you, you got to look it up because I, I, I would, what I'd like to do is read up, up on, on, on these up. things. Vickers our Google guy. He's going to look it up. <laughs> to Wikipedia we go. <laughs> yes, the somewhat rel- reliable. Vic, Wikipedia. I'm telling you, you've never seen it. You have to see it. No, I don't. You want to see something. <laughs> if you want to see something I want to hold on to what little bit of my soul I still have. <laughs> <laughs> and it is some scary. S- that little girl was the perfect actor for that. Like, yeah. When they told her, you know, we're going to, you're going to be. I wonder if the director actually went up to her, you know, during the making of this film. It's like, you know, you're going to set the standard for being the scariest shit for the next, set, you know, for the oh, next I few decades. I wonder how hey, she would have felt about that. Do you want to play the devil? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it says right here, the film yeah, experience of trouble production. Uh, experienced prestigious film directors like uh, Stanley Kubrick and Arthur Penn turned it down. It's an incident such as the toddler son of one of the main actors being hit by a motorbike and hospitalized. Wow. Attracted claims that the set was cursed. Yeah. It, it was. It's like people didn't want. Something out there did not want that movie made. Hmm. You know what? Uh, this was shot in Iraq? Say again? This was shot in Iraq? The whole country is cursed. No, right um, I think there were scenes maybe in the beginning or some clips in between the movie um, where well if you haven't seen the movie I think the little girl gets possessed because there was an artifact found in the Middle East that was brought to the United States and somehow the mom got a hold of it and gave it to the little girl it was like a trinket and that trinket had um, a demon or something within it and when it when the little girl touched it or something like that, it possessed her. Mm. Yeah, it says, uh, yeah, there was an archaeological dig in Iraq. Uh, there's an amulet which resembles the statue of Pazuzu, a demon. That sounds like something Pizza Hut sells. And then get one large Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheese or pepperoni? <laughs> Extra Pazuzu, please. <laughs> Surprise me. But yeah, a demon. Uh, yeah, it's so not necessarily the the devil, but a demon. Still. Yeah. yeah. It's scary. That's I like watching horror movies. Most of them are cheesy and stupid. 
but that that's the one that I I can't. I gotta say, I can't. as a grown man, I will not watch that movie. Even yeah, I mean, I've I gotta say, first time seeing it destroyed my childhood. I, that was the biggest nightmares. I, I would have nightmares for the next five years <laughs> watching that movie once. But when I got older, Thanks, I would watch it again, and I would be reliving that nightmarish. That little kid inside of me would still get frightened watching you're that an movie. Idiot. Why would you watch it again? Because you know when you get older, it's like, okay, I know it's a movie. It's a th- it's not real. It might have been based on a real story, but you know there was some some liberties taken for this movie. You know the kid's head didn't really spin three sixty in the documentary and stuff like that. He did projectile vomit at people, but that would be a cool superpower, though. <laughs> Because no matter what anybody's doing, you vomit on them, they're going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I could handle it when yeah. I got older, and no, it didn't. It, it it just, I would still get scared. But there was one thing that when I got older, I was able to see it on a, in, in a new light. And I got to say, the priest had some balls. I mean, he was... I don't know if he he wasn't the the main priest the young priest was not the exorcist he was there to evaluate the little girl to see if they needed to bring in an exorcist and then the exorcist was the old man right he was only there for like the end part of the movie but that priest and from my understanding when I because I like watching these documentaries of ghosts and spirits the um when when they bring over a priest to uh, analyze a person to see if they are really possessed by the devil. They say the last person in that room who should believe that that person is possessed is the priest. Because if once that priest, you know, declares that he needs that this person needs an exorcism, then that goes back to like the Vatican. They have to he has to give that report to the Vatican, yeah. and the Vatican has to assign at the time. Uh, was there was only maybe like a handful of priests who were legit exorcists? Uh, I think there now there's more, uh, but in the in back in the day there was I'm gonna say maybe less than ten in the in in the world that can do an exorcism. Now there's like maybe close to fifty, sixty now, from what I last read in, in some documents it, uh, in uh, not document documentaries that I watch. Hey Google guy, look that up. How many priests can perform an exorcism? I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say now it's gonna be like a good fifty to sixty, which is still a very very small percentage of priests. And this priest, I remember in the movie, he was the biggest skeptic. He would go up to her and he would talk to her like he was. This girl had yellow eyes, and, he, and and yeah, he was like, "It's got to be John." This it was like <laughs> nothing to him. Hepatitis. Yeah. It was like a hundred other things that it, he thought She's got it could be. With Tourette's. She's fine. Yeah. Then, because again, he has to be the last person to believe that it's that she's possessed, right? And even though there was a scene that I remember in The Exorcist where he sits down uh, next to her in the bed, and I think she's tied. Is she tied up? She's tied. There's a, there, you know, most of the scene, most of the little girl um, scenes are in her room, tied up to the bed, basically. So she's in the bed. And out of nowhere, the um, the drawer, her her nightstand drawer, just slowly opens. It just just opens a little bit, and the priest just looks at the drawer, and he saw what just happened. And he just goes up to the drawer. He goes, "Interesting." Hmm. He closes the drawer, and he sits back down. And he goes, "Can you do that again?" 
And the, the little girl just looks at him and goes, in time. He goes, no, go ahead. I want to see you do it again. If you're really that powerful, you can do it again. And the little girl just looks at him with those yellow eyes and goes, in time. And I'm like, God, this freeze. I would have been pissing myself if I saw this. If I saw a drawer open up out of thin air, it just moved like that. But this priest had no fear. No fear in that movie. Like, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. And and then he would just go back and sit and write his report. And then the following day, he would go back upstairs and it would be colder. As soon as he gets close to the to the little girl's room, you can always, you can you can see his his breath because it was that cold in her room, just in her room. Like everyone else in the house is warm, so it was. That's one of the things I remember clearly about the Exorcist is that priest and how fearless he was because he knew that like God was on his side and nothing was going to happen to him and stuff like that. But I think later on, if we're with the Exorcist, do you know that uh, the original release? They cut a few scenes out, right? And then later on, like in a few years later, they re-released it with footage that was missing or something like that. Missing reels. Missing reels, and they put it back in the in the movie. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was they call it the crab scene. She's walking down like. Uh, <laughs> See, he remembers. he remembers every single scene. <laughs> he remembers, and I think it was one of those missing scenes that they. They found it and they put it back. It was kind of like a director's cut or 30th yeah. anniversary of The Exorcist where they brought that scene in and basically they call it the crab scene. And it was a scene where uh, I think the mom and the priest, I could be wrong, but I, I barely vaguely remember. It was the mom and the priest were downstairs in the living room and out of nowhere, the little girl comes coming down the stairs on all fours. Walking down like a crab. Backwards, upside down, kind of like um, wrestling. What's his name? Bray Wyatt. You know how oh, Bray yeah, Wyatt does yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, crab walks. Yeah. Crab walks. She was doing the same thing but coming down the stairs. And then her head kind of like snaps over and looks at them. Kind of like, how do you explain it? The head kind of like does a 360 turn and then kind of like looks at them because she's upside down. But her head was able to do that motion and look at them. Yeah, instead of her head being upside down, it was right side up. Exactly. But her body was upside down. This is all just wonderful. Yes, and he wants you to watch this movie. Hey, again. That'll be the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you die. And I remember they called it the the crab walk scene or something like that. And I'm like, how did they leave that part out of the freaking movie? If that was, this, that was like. Tr- oh, that would scare the shit out of some that people. That would scare the A lot crab, of people. Yeah. Again, I'm a grown man. I will not watch that movie ever again. <laughs> ever. And you know, they made like three or four Yeah, but the other ones were total fake BS. Yeah, they would just try to... At that point, they were trying to milk Hollywood on the... Su- from, I guess the success. Movie to, we're going to make some money. Yeah. I th- I'm thinking it must have been successful if they went ahead and did like three or four other films. Well, the first one that. was wildly successful. Well, I that's think, what I was saying earlier. Was it a blockbuster hit or... Yeah, they, very well. Yeah. I'm, one of the highest... But yeah, it was one of the highest grossing R-rated movies ever. Uh, yeah, it was really, If not really the top one. I I would definitely... It was In my opinion, I would definitely say that was one of the, the top one five of scariest the, of all time movies. That's it. That's the only one you need. What a way to start. What a way to you start. Asked. <laughs> yeah. How you the hell asked. we top that? 
How do we top that, mm. Mike? Something light. Always have to be number one. Something light. So definitely, we got to get Victor to see that movie. One of these. No, days, we right? don't. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're gonna no. do that on your own. There's no way I'm going near Halloween That's not gonna night. No. We watch The Exorcist. No, you must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> no, Mike. Just no, Mike. <laughs> what was your scariest? I can't stress movie? enough. No, <laughs> Mike. Scariest <laughs> no, I'm movie. I'm moving forward until you acknowledge that I'm not going to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I'm not going to watch that movie. Yeah. Mike, yeah. scariest movie. Well, for, for me, mm-hmm. I don't really have like. A movie that really scared the living shit out of me growing up, you know? I mean, I can see some movies, and I can appreciate when they do a good job of presenting something in such a scary fashion. I know it will scare the shit out of people, but I couldn't suspend disbelief enough to, like, really have it scare me. The closest one that comes um, for me would be The Fly. Oh, The Fly. And not so much scary, but it's kind of this disgusting in the way that... Um, Who's, 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 who played the fly in the movie? Jeff, um, Goldblum. Jeff, Go- Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Like his transformation, his slow transformation from human to fly, little by little, little by little, you see the progression. And when he, when he finally takes that disgusting form of the fly, it was like, not so much scary, but it kind of made your skin crawl a little bit, you know? Yeah, I forgot so. who directed it. Very, fa- I'm sure it's a very famous director. I'm, I'm sure people listening to this is going to kill me right now or scream their name. How could you not know this? Yeah, um, but research, dude. You're supposed to do research. Definitely, this director was uh, based on the grotesque factor. It was pretty much up there. Really? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I agree with you. That movie was. I, I couldn't sit and watch the fly beginning to well, end. Well, let's see. There was one scene where he's in the, the restaurant and he arm wrestles the guy and he breaks his arm. Yeah. And they show like blood and bone and gore. <laughs> I think what what the director did really well was to those cringe moments where you actually have to watch him, as Mike was saying, progress and slowly become the fly and and transition into it. It's like every day where you would see him, like his skin starts to get all bubbly. He's slowly changing. And then it's the next morning. You're like, oh, thank God. Um, we we ended that scene. We don't have to watch that anymore. It's like a roller coaster, right? Yeah. It's like the drop finish, and now there's like a calmness in the ride. And you're like, oh, thank God, I can take a breath. And then the scene turns into night, and you're like, oh, crap. I got to go through this again. <laughs> we got to see what's going to happen to him now. What's going what's, what's, what's to fall off of this guy now? And he used to collect it. What, what was it? He called himself, he was known as uh, the Grindle Fly. What was he called? Do you remember his oh. name? I don't remember his name. But he used to he would have in his medicine cabinet a collection of all the body parts that he lost, including his penis. That's scary just enough. (laughs) I I assume you guys remember those scenes. I I didn't see this movie. (laughs) Thanks for reminding me. This is just an exercise in movies I'm never going to to watch in my whole life. (laughs) I I saw that movie when I was younger. I don't remember when. I don't remember that scene. It came out in early 80s. I'm gonna say 82, 83, 86. 86. Wow, I'm off. It was, yeah, it was the, the disgusting factor was up there, very high in the disgusting factor. Oh wow, I'm looking up on Wikipedia. You know who's an uncredited uh, producer of that movie? Mm. Mel Brooks. Really? Yeah. Of the, the Fly. Mel yeah. Brooks. He, he's not, according to Wikipedia. So I don't know how reliable it is, but that's what I got right here. <laughs> but we're talking about the same Mel Brooks, right? History of the World, yes. Spaceballs. Yes, that same Mel Brooks. 
Say Mel Brooks. Well, the original. I wouldn't want to take credit for that. <laughs> well, the the original because the, the Jeff Goldblum fly was a uh, a remake of a black and white version yeah. of the fly, right? And in the remake, it was just the guy's the fly's head was on the man, and the man's head was on the fly. On the fly, right? yeah. I don't know if you ever heard that. Help me, help, help me. Yeah, yeah because I he was stuck that. on a spider web. That was kind of like the ending, right? Yeah. I remember that. I vaguely remember seeing that movie, but I do remember that I don't scene. remember seeing that movie. I do remember seeing the episode of The Simpsons that was based on it. Oh, right. One of those tree, uh, tree House of Horror episodes. Mm. They did, like, a scene... Um, yeah, I think much. they have the yeah where Bart goes through the teleporter and yeah. a fly goes through with him and the heads get switched. Yeah, yeah. so that was kind of like an homage to the '58 movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 1958 movie. But uh, everything about that movie was creepy. It was yeah. the I just found it disgusting. The more whole... anything else, but not to the point where like it scared the shit out of me and I couldn't go to sleep or whatever. You know, I couldn't go to sleep because of the the the, the, the gore factor behind it because of. When, towards the end, when he was, it's all right. No, that's a toy. <laughs> no, there was some some one uh, little kid toy was going off somewhere in the living room here. Um, you sure it wasn't a demon? It wasn't a zizel, whatever the hell. A zuzu, a zuzu, a zuzu, a zuzu, Oh, she's got some with great extra bazoozus. cheese. <laughs> she's got some great bazuzus. <laughs> bazuzu with extra cheese. You get a coke with it. <laughs> Garlic knots. It's a dollar more. <laughs> I Delicious. think they. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to take some of the edge off it. If you just think of it that way, <laughs> <laughs> the new Pazuzu from Pizza Hut. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 gore factor and the journey, the journey you took with him as he slowly progressed and became the fly was just bad. And then at the end, with his girlfriend pregnant with his kid, it was. I'm sitting there like, oh my god! Like everything it was just unemotional. Roller coaster of a film. It was just awful. I can definitely see why that would be a uh, scary, scary movie in your opinion. But it was good. I mean, in in terms of if you want to rate a scary movie, in 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 terms of the sci-fi, what would you what would that fall under? Sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror. Yeah, sci-fi horror. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would say one of the top ten sci. Uh, Best sci-fi horror films. Yeah, I can go with top ten. Yeah, and I think that's where Jeff. uh, No, Jeff Goldblum did not make his first appearance in that movie, but it kind of he really stood out as really uh, a great. Eyes were on him. What I'm trying to say after Uh, that movie. After that movie in Hollywood. Did he ever say "Must go faster" in The Fly? He says that in almost every movie. (laughs) He says that a lot. He does, but I don't think I I don't think that. That came about until Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park mm. is when that that became a thing for him, and, and he had to say that in every freaking film that he does. Movie for. Um, yes, I like that fly scary factor. <laughs> now, anybody else want to chime in on the fly? No. No. And again, Victor has not seen the fly. No, I have not seen the fly. I'm not a scary movie buff. I'm not like that. Exorcist, the fly, on Halloween. No. <laughs> this is this is gonna I'm be busy. easy. This is gonna be an easy list. No, I'm washing my hair that night. <laughs> this is gonna be an easy list. You know what? I'm sure there's a Halloween party at a bar where I can just get drunk and not think about The Exorcist. I'm just gonna stay home and watch Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. Halloween this year is on a sa- it falls on a Saturday. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a bar having a Halloween party somewhere. Go down, that- check out the parade. Yeah. 
That'd be fun. They still do the parade, right? Downtown. They, uh, they yeah. do it every. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's stopped. Yeah. That that just is a big big party. I've I've been there once. Thanks, Mike. Exorcist, The Fly. I think we're on a good on a good roll here. Yeah, movies we're never going to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, uh, like I said, I'm not a big scary movie buff, but uh, one, a couple movies that left me very. You know. Well, uneasy. let's start off with one. Give me one. Uh, the Blair Witch Project, the first one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I can definitely see the Blair Witch. I I definitely have a story about the Blair Witch part. But why 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 would you say that? Oh, I just think it did very much. Did a lot with not very much. You know, the only problem is it now spawned all these other found footage, handheld copies that everybody's trying to do the same thing. But this is the first one of its kind, and it. it Paved the way. It, it the psychology worked, and it was very, very scary, intense without being gory. You know, and it just it, they did a lot with yeah. so little. Yeah, they they didn't even show anything really. Mm-hmm. No it, kind of monster I, I, I think or the fear in that movie was like the scary part was just the unknown, the unknown, the unknown like, behind it. It's like like any minute or any second they just you know like they're walking in the woods or whatever and any minute something could ha- any second something could happen mm-hmm. that yeah. just come out of nowhere and boom yeah someone gets their head sliced off or whatever you know or whatever or you know someone gets uh, what's it called a broomstick stuck through the chest or whatever and, you know whatever or whatever you can think of that could possibly happen on something like this mm-hmm. you were waiting for that moment it was a and subtlety I, behind it yeah. also just it, it oh, was, there was a bunch of stones gathered up on the floor that they didn't notice there the night before. <laughs> yeah. Or there was a stick, uh, like stick figures in the trees that looked like people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Budget next to nil for a movie like that. Yeah, they got a lot of bang for that buck. Oh, yeah. And the actors themselves were, to me at least, really sold it with the screaming and the sc- <laughs> how scared they were, the trembling... Um, the famous scene of her with the booger <laughs> popping in the in in uh, in one of those scenes towards the end of the movie. I remember when I first saw it. I uh, when did that movie come out? Early no late nineties, maybe early two thousand. You 2000? were working at the theater at the time. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was working in in the movie theater, and I was there with a good friend, uh, my friend Ronell, and we heard about the Blair Witch Project. And everybody was talking about how scary it was, and I think it was the first time they ever showed, um, like, the crowd reaction. You know how they do that in the trailers, not for scary movies. Look at the crowd reaction, and the kids are screaming, and, and I was like, "Oh!" And, and the girlfriends are hiding, you know, hiding the boyfriend's shoulders. Yeah, exactly. So I think they were the first to do that in the Blair Witch Project to show how scary it was. So Ronell and I went um, to go see that movie. We sat. Near the front because the movie theater was packed to see this movie. So when it got scary, did you go into his shoulder or did he go into his? <laughs> <laughs> it was so. I gotta did say, you both just when, hold each other because the thing is, it was never it was never released that it was a uh, mockumentary, right? Like fake. It was put out to be a found footage movie, like it was supposed to be real, and it didn't come out until way later that it was just a fake film like it was just a movie none of it was real but at the time we were sitting there watching this film and watching these three campers whatever they were doing in the woods at the time go through this nightmare for how many days and then 
they just all disappeared at the end of the movie. I remember at the when the movie when the credits were rolling, there was you could hear a pin drop in that theater because people were like legitimately scared out of their mind. They didn't even know they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't know what to say. It's just the way the film ended, it was just that's it. They're they're done. They're gone. And you don't see who did that to them, what happened and yeah, that was we left that theater and Ronel and I are like uh, do you want to get a cab home? <laughs> we, we don't want to walk. We don't want to take the bus. Let's just stay together as long as we can so we can go home. Yeah. And so, I remember that night I did not sleep. So, I so could who, not sleep So whose night. house did you go to to cuddle afterwards? <laughs> no, I I went home and I remember... Did you hide under the sheets? It was pretty late at night. So I I think I stayed up the whole night. I couldn't... I could not sleep. It was I was legitimately scared, and it wasn't until like like I said like maybe like a week later when I read in the paper where they said oh it was a fake film, you know it's 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 not a it was wasn't real it was not a real documentary. I'm like son of a bitch these people freaking scared the shit out of me. It's not real. You didn't know it wasn't real. <laughs> no, because like I said it was never released or promoted to be a a a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't expose that until. It's not really later. a mockumentary. It was just a scary movie based on documentary yeah. format. So, um, well, they'd never done films like that. But so when was, you, no, that, that, was like, that was the prototype. Yeah, that yeah. was. Now everybody does a scary movies like did, that. Did yeah. you go into the movie thinking that it was already fake, or? I don't remember why I went into the movie, or why we went to see it. <laughs> or why I was there to be Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the I, I don't think I was there alone I don't think it, it, I obviously wasn't there alone uh, I can't remember if it was a family outing Or friends or something Or we were on vacation And that was just what we happened to watch I can't remember the circumstances That led to the decision to watch that movie Did it scare you? Yes, I left, I left the film feeling A little bit glad to be out in the daylight <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it was in the in the early afternoon. Yeah, it was a daytime. This. So you at daytime least, thing. At least you could go outside and enjoy the rest of the day. It was like we caught Ronald and I caught like the last yeah, showing. Call it enjoying the day. It's <laughs> ruined my day. It's like oh thank God there's still light out when you leave the theater. Ronald and I were like, uh, we're the last theater to be let out. So there's literally about maybe forty people because it was a small theater that we were watching this. There were 40, 50 people in that theater. Oh, everybody went their own way. And it was just me and him in the middle of nowhere in the <laughs> parking lot. That's some scary stuff. I, for one, feel like that that was a a, a good film. But, yeah, you got to say that they tried to milk it with another movie, and it was just stupid. Yeah. And then just everyone just well, because played that. Because you know it's fake. Yeah. And then everyone just mm-hmm. played that format to death, just, you know, with, like, paranormal activity and all that stuff and just... I got to oh, say, yeah. though, even though when Paranormal Activity came out and I knew it was fake, it still brought that same tension of fear. Yeah, the fear of the unknown, had fear that, of yeah. not knowing what could happen next. Mm-hmm. And it also had that emotional roller coaster where we would be like, shit happened that night, and then the daytime came, and I'm like, oh, thank God. We're out of that, that, that night, and now we have to deal with it again the following night, and you just follow along with those people. Until they their ultimate demise or whatever whatever happened to them, I don't remember. But uh, good one, Vic. Mm. Blair Witch Project, at least the first one. Yeah, yeah. All right, my go. I'm going to take you back. Do you, any of you, recall the movie Life Force? Nope. 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 <laughs> no. 
God. I mean, Back to Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Al, edumacate us. Life Force, I think it was one of those movies where it takes you on this journey again where you have this, I think it was it, kind of like a sci-fi horror because a guy came back from space, but he found like an alien race that looked human. And these, this alien race that they found would pretty much suck the life force out of people. And that's how they fed. And they needed to because if they don't, they don't feed on your life force, they will become very skinny and frail, like kind of like mummified. And they would shriek really loud because they were in pain. And that was one of the things I hated about the movie because I was watching it as a little kid because the movie kind of old. It was like maybe late 70s, early 80s. And again, it was one of those movies where I'm, I'm sure that my dad rented it with The Exorcist. So there was the next movie that he popped in to watch. Um, and I would end up closing my eyes, but I could still hear it. I could still hear the screeching of these of these beings in pain because they needed to feed on our life force. And it was... You sure it wasn't Invasion of the Body Snatchers? No, no. It, sound, it sounds like it. But uh, what really scared me the most is that the main alien villain in it was a beautiful woman. She was pretty and everything, but you know she was evil. And she didn't portray portray that unless it was time for her to feed. And then she would suck your life force out of you. So was this movie trying to be like symbolic of something or what? <laughs> It could have been, and it was. Like, is that like the director's ex girlfriend, and he just decided, "I'm gonna make a movie. I'm gonna call it Life Force because <laughs> you're just evil and you suck the life out of people." I gotta say, who, um, was he going through a divorce? I gotta remember. I think Patrick Stewart was in this movie when he was young. Like really, I must have been. I, Did I he feel have like hair? you know the funny thing is, no, no, he, no, Patrick Stewart. He turned bald like in his early twenties or something. Patrick Stewart looks the same. No matter what decade you see him in, what film you see him in, he looked exactly the same. Uh, I think, I think Patrick Stewart was in this. That'd movie. been funny if he had like long flowing blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude from the from the romance novels. Uh, Fabio. Fabio, <laughs> the long lion the mane. Long mane. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you watch Star Trek like that, it wouldn't. Be <laughs> Number <laughs> one, hair, hair, toast the hair. Engage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the gagging on the captain's hair. I captain. I know, but that it's like the captain is shedding again. <laughs> <laughs> He's just combing it all, counting. Eighty-nine, ninety, <laughs> ninety-one, ninety-two. Got to gotta get the hundred. Make sure it's nice and and and, and smooth. The Klingons are about to det- attack. I can't. I'm distracted by your long, flowing hair. <laughs> <laughs> but Pat, I remember Patrick Stewart. He still looked the same back then. Am I right? Are you looking that up? Yeah. Uh, supposedly he lost his hair at the age of 18. But Patrick Stewart was in that movie that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he Life was. Force? He was. Yeah, I'm thinking of the right movie then. But I think that was the biggest thing. That was the scariest thing about it was the, the fact that you would be lured in by that female. And... She brought death, but at the same time, she she never showed it, right? And I think that was like the biggest, the biggest thing that scared me the most is in this case not the unknown, but the the welcoming of that person to say, "Hey, I'm not scary at all. At all, I don't have fang. I don't look disgusting. I look like a beautiful person. Come here. I'm here to save you." And at the same time, she would just kill you. <laughs> 
I, that was what scared me the most as a kid. That and the screaming of that movie. I, there was just definitely something about the screams. Right. So for Scary Movie Night, you would watch Arachnophobia, right? <sighs> no, I would not watch Arachnophobia. <laughs> You're trying to get us to watch all these scary movies, and you no, won't I mean, watch Arachnophobia. Watch the Exorcist and the Fly, Selfish. then we gotta watch Arachnophobia. I'm making a deal. You watch with us. If you watch Arachnophobia, I'll watch you watch Arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I well, here's the thing. I have in the past watched Arachnophobia. I'm sure you have. I cringe at certain scenes, but I have watched it. One of John Goodman's best films out there. He's had some good films, but I don't think Arachnophobia is one of his best. No? Yeah, I can't. No, nothing's going to top King Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) That's his (laughs) Ben-Hur. Yeah, I might have seen Arachnophobia maybe like twice in my life. And both times it's more like watching it in between my fingers as I freaking try to block the screen with my hands because I can't watch spiders. I can't I can't be around spiders. I, I thought exorcisms are just fine with you, but a little spider freaks you out. Because <laughs> they're yeah. not real. you got spiders are exorcism real. Exorcisms are real. Yeah. Are real. I, I guess so. I mean, you guess. I guess. Yeah. Here's here's a simple. You Heathen. can kill a spider. It's hard to kill a demon. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, unless you're going to bless some rice. The power of rice compels you. The power of rice compels you. So is that your next scary film, or is that something you just wanted to bring up to give me the freaking heebie-jeebies? Like, well, I'm, I'm literally getting gonna, goosebumps right now because of that. If you talk about movies that creep us out and scare the crap out of us, why are you going to throw out Life Force when you know you can't watch arachnophobia? Fine. I cannot spiders. watch arachnophobia. Okay. But it's never... It, it's It's never... Is it supposed to be in the horror genre? Is that like scary. a scary it's movie? It's supposed to be scary, yeah. Hmm. All right. So that many spiders you? attacking you? It's, it's, it's kind of scary. All shapes and sizes. Yeah. It made some that hybrid think, spi- spider. spider that thinks. And your only protection is John Goodman. <laughs> With his uh, acid gun or whatever he used to, to kill When it doesn't work, he'll just step on it. He'll just step on them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Exorcism doesn't work. You can't just step on it. Oh, no. But, yeah, I, I cannot be around spiders. I and He's you know not making this up. It's true. It could be a really tiny, small little spider, and he freaks out and runs away. A picture away. of a spider. Him out. Yeah. Freak but out, we're man. We're over in the house, and he sees a spider. He gets us to kill it. Most of the time, we just catch it and yeah. release it back in the yard. But If it's a grasshopper so or a... Even a silverfish. Even nothing. a silverfish. You know what a silverfish is. Yes, I know what a silverfish is. Silverfish has all those multiple, multiple, multiple legs. You've yeah. seen a silverfish, right? You mean like the one on your shoulder? <laughs> I have no problem with silverfishes. I have no problem with silverfishes. I have no problems with, with roaches. I have no problems with uh, grasshoppers. Anything that really has lengthy legs. For some reason, spiders. I, I think they're alien. I don't think spiders were actually born here. I feel that spiders actually came from another planet, and they came down here to this planet. He's not they making this root. up. He is really serious about this. Because they're one of the only creatures that are very, like, they're territorial, right? So that when they set up their home, their web, Dude, that's them. all creatures are territorial. They well, all I'm have thinking, their own territories. Well, th- think about it. If you see a, you turn on the light, tigers, and ants, the, there's bees. roaches, roaches will scatter because they, oh, oh crap, we saw the light. They Danger. ran away. Yeah, they're, there's safety in darkness. You can't see me. You can't kill me. Spiders. You turn on the light on the spider. It's like, look, I'm right here. 
I ain't going nowhere. You better not step between my web. Technically, on the food chain, in their kingdom, they're kind of the top in their food chain. Yeah, and that's what freaks me out about them is that they don't give a crap. They don't know. They don't care how big you are. They don't care who you are. They're going to be right there. And those things, that's why they freak me out so much because they're not scared. Yeah, but even the little, what's the little no. one going to do to you? They're, they're, not, they're not harmful. In fact, they're very helpful. They kill insects. The insects that we don't want bothering us, they kill them. Anyway, <coughs> so you got me there. I was trying to deviate from actually talking about arachnophobia, and now I got the heebie-jeebies because of well, that. Well, you're going to you. make us talk about spiders, scary movies, and you're going to creep me out and Mike out and Spider. Vic out. I'm not creeping me re- out. Relive these things, these thoughts. You shouldn't be off the hook with that. So I think we got one more, one more round here. What would be your next scary, scary movie? Uh, I mean, I don't know if there was a scary movie per se. Scar- a movie a that would scare scene. you. What is it like Creep Show? The one with the roach? The scene with the roaches? Oh, oh I remember yeah. that now. Uh, the, the guy's like this OCD, clean, neat freak. Uh, is that the first or I second Creep roaches. Show? Yeah, see? I hate roaches. And then that's, that's that, that part of the movie where it's just, you know, he sees one roach, he tries to kill it, he thinks he kills it, but then he sees another one. Then another one, and they're just coming from all over the place. They're coming out of the faucets. They're coming yeah. out of the outlet. They're just coming from everywhere, and they just climb on him until he's completely covered up. And then they like, it, I guess he dies of a heart attack or something. And then they like you're, come out his you're mouth. You're freaking out, Vic. <laughs> you're talking about. I'm not pathologically afraid of roaches like he is, but like I cannot cr- stand them. Like if I encounter a roach on the sidewalk. It doesn't bother me. I'm not fearful of roaches. No, <laughs> I'm not fearful of roaches. I'm, I'm fearful, fearful of spiders. Of roaches, but I can't stand water bugs. If I see a water bug in my house, yes, it has oh, to yeah. die. Yes, yeah, me too. It has. I'm to die. the same way. If I see a water bug, you got to kill it. I, I send it back to hell. I cannot go through my the rest of my day knowing that there's a Dude, water bug in the I house. I have spent two oh, three man. hours hunting a water bug in my apartment because I saw it, and then it got away before I can initially kill it. And I chased him down, and he's running here, he's running there, he's going into the little nooks and crannies, and I'm like, no, I am not leaving you in my apartment while I sleep. And who That's, knows what you're going to do? Is that what a roach becomes, or is that just a different breed of roach? That's a different breed, yeah. Don't they uh, just grow, they don't grow that big, they just grow, they just were born that big? They can't be born that big. Well, I don't think water bugs they and roaches grow, are the same. They, are they grow up. Bugs. They are water bugs. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're a class of roach. It's, it's not like it's a regular roach and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and then it becomes a water bug. Yeah. No, it's already a, already a water bug. Yeah, it's, it's a different breed of roach. Yeah. You know, like there's different, you've seen regular roaches and they have another one called like the, the German cockroach, which is like black with the yellow stripe. That's known as the German cockroach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then there's right. the regular brown ones and there's like some other ones. It's just, <laughs> Alright, so roaches are gross and scary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Victor One of the few is. Things I hate about the summer because that's when they usually come out when the heat and the humidity rise. Same thing with silverfish. They, they that's come, when they come out. They, 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 the heat, yeah. they, they, come, they come out in the heat and the humidity so they can go and mate. Well, thank yeah. God it's getting colder. <laughs> yeah. It's the only time when the roaches are just. They just disappear. I don't know if they're hibernating or what, but they're not around. They're waiting. They're waiting until the summer. Yeah. No, they, they're plotting with the spiders. So, what is it that? Uh, Imagine us. Uh, oh, you said the scene of the roaches. Roach spider hybrid. Like the rest th- of the movies, eh? We were not getting spider off. Wow. We're not definitely not getting off a topic. But um, was that the first creep show or the second I creep don't show? I remember if that was the first or the second. That's what we saw. I can't remember. Might have been the first one. I that was the first one. 
might have been the first one. We saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the first one also. Definitely a scary... Whichever was the one we watched. I think we watched the first one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in case we didn't mention it, every year for around Halloween, we have a scary movie night. So we pick a bunch of random scary movies and we watch them. That's what Victor's talking about. Yeah. He says we watched it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so usually we try to... We get like five movies. Five movies we like and then we try to vote on what we would want to see that night. And we pick maybe three. No, we pick five. Five? Yeah, because it's usually you, you have your list, I have mine... Mike, Vic, we usually invite Ronell, so there's five of us, so you get like one from each. All right. Of our five. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we definitely do that, but um, the that scene, that story itself was, was pretty gross in gross. terms of That's just, why yeah. It's just like, I, I mean, I could watch it, it just, it just grosses me out. Yeah. It's definitely a nasty scene, nasty story, nasty scene. Good story though. Creep show definitely a good movie though. We gotta dive into that maybe next time. Mike, wow. another movie. <laughs> like I said, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Like I said, Birdemic. Oh my god, it's scary. They made that movie with ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> that movie uh, actually had to be funded in some shape or form. That was a scary part. Um, it's scary that somebody thought that was a good idea. <laughs> No, so, no more scary than that. They made a sequel. <laughs> you know what I think the problem is, Mike? Uh, well, people, anyone who's listening is Mike. Mike's problem is nothing really scares you in, ter- <laughs> in terms of horror movies, Mike's right? You problem. never were scared that's by That's going to be an movies. ongoing series. That's, what do you mean the problem? Mike's problem is. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a problem. Well, in terms of you trying to figure out, you're, you're like, you're scaming the bottom of the barrel here, so you can't think I mean, of something that's scary. I mean, you. what do you want me to do? I mean, listen, I grew up watching horror movies. But they weren't, at least in my family, they weren't used as devices to punish you or to scare you into good behavior. Yeah, me neither. You know what I'm saying? So, um, where are we coming from? <laughs> no, I'm saying no. Some, you I come mean, from some whacked like, out upbringings. All right, like, I'll, I'll get, like, what's it called? Now, here's a movie that didn't really scare me, but like these are movies I saw when I was a kid. The Halloween movies with Michael Myers. Right. I saw those movies with my family, but they never used, you know, like my parents never used those movies to scare the crap out of me. You that, misunderstand. You know, yeah, it's that was not like my night. parents showed yeah, me family, scary yeah. movies to scare me because, oh, you're being bad. It was just The Exorcist. Yeah. It's... That was the only one. I saw other scary movies just because. It wasn't like every scary movie you have to be good because, you know, if you're bad, that's what's going to happen to you. No, it was just The Exorcist. The Exorcist was this is based on a true story. That really happened. The devil exists. Yeah, kind of like trying to, to teach you a lesson. Or so. Yeah, right. Like a religious lesson. My family was kind of religious back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other scary movies, yeah, I watched The Nightmare on Elm Street, The Friday the 13th. Other religious families would take you to church. <laughs> no, I went to church. <laughs> sit you they down and watch a scary exorcist Every movie. Sunday I went to church. Oh, uh, that's good. When I was a kid, every Sunday I went to church. I'm baptized, did my communion, did my confirmation. So you so, couldn't uh, think of anything, Mike? I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I mean... Well, that's good. At least, you know... Yeah. At least you, you, you didn't have that sc- scared little boy inside. <laughs> you have to relive some of these movies. That that we know. If you do go back and watch do you go back and watch scary movies at least? Uh, once in a while, like if it's on TV or whatever, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch them. Mm. You know? I mean, I mean, the closest I can come to watch like anything scary now is like on, on a somewhat regular basis. Like, you know, when he watches dead. the Knicks play. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. 
That's, nah, that's more depressing than scary. Um, All right, so I guess we could move on to um, uh, Vic. Yeah, move on. To do you Vic. have a Do you have a second one? Uh, yeah, and this movie only scared me because well, it scared me because it, the jolt was more because I didn't uh, do my due diligence for what it was, and it was Event Horizon because I went into it believing it was more of a pure sci-fi thriller, but instead it was more of a horror picture than <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was when I went. So when it I, I saw it for movie, what though. it was. It jarred me more than it would have. I don't think it was... I don't even think that was anyone's fault. I think it was portrayed just to be like a... Um, or advertised as just a sci-fi movie. And that something goes wrong. But then when you actually sit there and watch it, it was a horror-based kind of yeah. film. Yeah, I remember watching that movie. And I was under the same impression. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie. It's a sci-fi movie. And, and something bad happens to the ship. And people have to somehow survive whatever tragedy or incident that the ship is going through and at that moment but then it was like nightmarish right like people were having nightmares have you seen that movie mike mm, not really no really people had nightmares for event horizon i mean it's a it's no no a it was a, it was kind of like a nightmare like people were movie. experiencing nightmares like that was the whole thing in oh the, on the ship on I the thought ship you meant like in real life the people who watched them no 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 I'm, I'm sorry it's like what was happening in the film when they were entering going through these these uh uh, what was it? Wormholes, and the premise. One was of the effects that was that it was causing nightmares, right? Like really the premise was no. The premise was that this experimental spaceship disappeared through a wormhole. I think the idea was that its engine creates a wormhole or some sort of black hole, so it can travel great distances. It disappears, then it reappears some number of years later, and the creator of, and this crew go to investigate it, and when they board the ship, weird stuff, scary stuff starts happening to them. Like something happened aboard the ship while it was gone. Like it, like it opened a gateway to a hell dimension or something. Right. Yeah. And then when it came back, you know, I think the ship was sentient or had developed some sort of, you know, evil presence, evil presence. Yeah. yeah. The ship was possessed with all these mm -hmm. evil demons. That yeah. It inside. caused the crew to go insane and slaughter each other. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, drove the the designer of the ship insane and you know and started killing everybody wasn't that like an episode of star trek <laughs> did it uh, star trek have an episode something similar uh very watered down not the same premise not but the, you know murdering everybody <laughs> no no oh you know what i'm thinking of the episode where uh all right here's my nerd factor coming in now uh data it was the episode where data was having nightmares and he was being torn apart by it looks like old claim jumpers or miners that he would... That was because he was accessing the dream program that he had for the first time. Right. He was starting to have weird dreams. It wasn't just being torn apart by prospectors. <laughs> no, but that was one of the scenes that... That yeah. was one of his nightmares is that he was just being ripped apart. Yeah, and there were, but there were other aspects too. It wasn't just like played for horror. Right, like and, just, and, you know. and what's her name? Counselor Troy was a cake... Mm -hmm. And he was cutting her up and mm -hmm. stuff. Well, that was a different episode. That was but that's the that, same episode. No, it was a different episode. No, the, it was an episode that somehow he was able to see that there was this other dimensional little creatures like microbes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was people. sucking them dry. That was something. a different episode. I thought it was one like, of the He same. had a dream episode. That was another episode where he did start having nightmares because somehow his subconscious brain was picking it up, but mm -hmm. he wasn't able to figure it out. That's mm. why he stabbed Counselor Troy with a knife. 
Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes. Yes, I remember. Come that. on, you guys are supposed to be bigger nerds than me. How do I remember this? And you guys, I'm gonna have to challenge that, Ray. I gotta um, go back to Star Trek. I gotta. I have to challenge Star that. Trek. I think yeah. the episode is one and the same, where they were uh, being infected by these creatures that you only can see with like a black light. Something like that. But Data was having these nightmares no, he because was having the nightmares, but he was being was affected saying... differently. So that's why. Remember when he stabbed yeah. Counselor Troy? He stabbed the creature yes. because he. He could, for some reason, he could see it. But, what but it was the same episode. It's not the same episode that he's referring to of just when Data starts dreaming. That's a oh. totally different episode when he starts to experience his dreams. Mm. He has it as all one episode. It's not. It's two different episodes. There's one where he, star- you know, he starts having his dreams. So there were two episode episodes where he where starts he... having nightmares. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying to get at. So That's what I'm mentioning. So it was two separate episodes, but... In but the I'm premise of, of him totally dreaming and then nightmares. Of, okay. I think they came across a ship where the crew was dead, and I think they mm-hmm. they either had a bacteria or something, and they yeah. the crew from that ship started killing each other. It might have been an Enterprise episode. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. It might have been a Star Trek Enterprise, not a Next Generation episode. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that was, I guess that's a. Let me think. For me, I'm gonna go with. Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. That was I, I remember that specifically being some movies that I think I was a little older now at this point where maybe I was like closer to 10 years old at this point watching Freddy Krueger movie, but it still yeah, scared 10 years me. Old, they can still scare you. Yeah. I mean, but I wasn't being forced to watch them when I was a little kid, like, you know, sitting there with my, my father because he rented these movies and I didn't want to go to sleep, so there's nothing else for me to do but sit with him and watch it. I would have gone to sleep. <laughs> so this is more like... Yeah, Freddie would have gotten you there. This is more like, hey, it's a scary movie. Let me try watching it. And I saw the first one, and I think the first one really scared me. The first two Freddie films were... He was really uh, uh, a killer, like really scary and, and dark. And then the third movie on became more of him being the Freddy Krueger that we all know, the you know the icon Freddy Krueger, where he would laugh at you and kill you in all these weird ways in your dreams. But the first two Freddy movies is more like really dark. He didn't really. He wasn't, like, thrilled to kill you. He was just there to kill you, and that was it. So, yeah, at least the first two were very, really would give me nightmares. Then the fact that he would bring you into a nightmare in order to kill you first, because he would, that was kind of like his thing, right? That was his gimmick. That was his... That was his shtick. That was his shtick. For lack of a better word, his His shtick. See, now that one that Nightmare Gnome Street... That didn't really scare me, but I can understand how the concept would scare people. Just the idea that he he would attack you in the dream, and he would attract he would attack kids in your dreams. I think what would, um, messed with me more is that it wasn't really the all the kids he was victimizing. It wasn't their fault. They were being put. They were being punched because of the, what their parents did. If you remember the plot in the movie, right? So the original pro- plot of the movie was that he would would kidnap children. 
No, well, the plot was that Freddy Krueger, he was, what was he, a janitor or something like that? Or He was a janitor in the school. In the school, I yeah, think it was. He, yeah, he was accused of murdering a child. He was acquitted on a technicality, if I remember correctly. And then... They the found pan- the evidence what they needed in his right. locker or something like that. Right. right. But he, he got acquitted on the technicality, and the parents didn't like that, so they ganged up and killed him. I think they burned him alive or something like that. Yeah, they... they burned the factory that he was hiding in because he was trying to run away from the parents or something like that right. and they burned him alive in there that's right. why he looked like that and as revenge he went after their kids in their dreams in their dreams so that to me is like scaring this in, in, a, in a really messed up sense that he was victimizing people that really didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. I think you're reading way too much into that no that, that's, that's, that's exactly what, he, that's what the, the original plot was he, the, the plot was but the whole point of him killing you in your dreams and is because as grown-ups or anybody, the scariest things are your nightmares. We've all woken up because we've had a nightmare. You could be dead asleep. You start having a nightmare and all of a sudden you freak out so much, you wake up. And you'll have cold sweats. <laughs> you'll be breathing rapidly. You get freaked the hell out. And even when you're like, oh my god, it was just a nightmare, it still takes you a little while to calm down <laughs> and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, the first two movies... He was really different. He wasn't the Freddy Krueger that we all know, you know, now. The first two movies, it was just really dark. I remember you didn't really see Freddy. You just see like a silhouette of him. And that was what made him scary, that you can't really see him. But as close as you would get to him, where the camera kind of gets closer to him, just to give you a better view of him, you just see like maybe his skin was still kind of... Scarred, scarred, and juicy burned. from the burns and stuff like that. But you never really, really, truly saw his face. It was not until like the third movie, fourth movie on, where you would clearly see who he was, you know, and how he acted and, and stuff like that. It was the first two that was just really disturbing, and I think they purposely moved away from that because I think it was just it was not the direction that they wanted to go with with Freddy. They they wanted to make him more of a Someone that would stand out, kind of like the Jason character and, and Mike Myers. So they, they they couldn't make him stand out if he was always in the shadows, right? So that's why in the third movie on, they completely changed the way Freddy Are you sure was about portrayed. this? Yeah, I read we about them. We watch these. Yeah. And I think with with the Freddy movies, it was the, the, the music too, right? It always played the same like ominous music. And I, I can't remember the how it went I'm trying to see if I can hum it in my head I just can't without trying to hum the X-Files because <laughs> it sounds it has almost the same beat as the X-Files song um, we'll have to look that yeah, up yeah we have to look it up maybe we should do that next time but of course what was also scary was those little girls right the little girls playing jump rope that's how you oh, know you were two, dreaming Freddy's coming the for one, you one two Freddy's coming for you three four I'm gonna lock your door and it was always in slow motion. You could be walking in regular speed, right? And I don't know, you look from the corner of your eye and these little girls are playing jump rope or hopscotch and it's going in slow motion and they're just singing that song. It's so creepy. That's how, That's one of the reasons you know you were sleeping is when you see those little girls like, oh crap, I fell asleep. And you could be like, you probably fell asleep at your desk in your class or in the library in your college, you know, when you're in the dorms or something like that. When you see that, when you see the little kids, that's your ass. I remember that. And always, always, it, it always happened, right? When the when the person at the end, they live, like, oh, thank God, I live. And then the beginning of the next movie, it's them getting killed. 
You remember that? It's like they never survive. No one ever survives in those movies. Except the, the girl, whatever her name was. There was one girl who survived, Alice. Yeah. Some, I think her name was Alice. But it was always like, all right, the main character, he lived. And then here comes the sequel. And in the sequel, they, they got the same actor to come back to do five minutes of the intro of him getting killed because Freddy fi- finally caught him, you know. But yeah, it was definitely a, a scary movie uh, for me. At least the first two scary, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So I think that's it. And with that, off to bed, right? Jeez, <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> now I get to go home and sleep. Now we got to go home, go watch to sleep. Some, go home and watch some cartoons. And, go. <laughs> and that's what I used to do, too. After watching some scary movies, watch some... Uh, watch something light. Watch something light. Dude, I'm tired. Something I'm fluffy. Going I'm going to sleep. If I have nightmares, I'm coming back to haunt you. <laughs> I'm going to come back as a giant spider. And that's something I did, yeah, for Halloween, October, the month of October. Just Halloween, scary-related stuff is what I wanted to do. So go out and have fun. Enjoy. Yeah, have fun and enjoy. Scare <laughs> the children. Oh, yeah. Scare yes. the children. Make the children watch the action. Just, like yeah. we just like we were scared of sorry. Yes. They might learn something. Yes. Right. It is our duty to pass on the fright to the children. Oh, yeah, there are definitely some scary movies that are out now that I don't know if they're going to hold the test of time like some of these other movies that we saw, but maybe some of them will. In any case, thank you again for a Halloween-inspired episode, I guess. So I just want to say good night. Thank you. This is Al. This is Evil Ray. Big Mike. And Vic. Good night. Sleep tight if you can. Thank you very much. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. Take care. And transmission. And transmission.